Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. Today's concept, low-waste living. I sat on my back porch with my neighbor and friend, Becca Nino. She's the founder and owner of Resupply here in Boone. It's a refillery that focuses on low-waste living. So I recommend you go and buy some soap from her. Because I'm her neighbor, I'm able to just Venmo her and walk over and grab the soap. Uh, maybe you could do the same thing, but you could go to resupplyboon.com as well. I, re- I really think you're going to enjoy this, and here's why. It's not a pitch for a company. It's an explanation of the essence of why it's good and healthy to live a life of low waste. And it's not what I expected. I was expecting Becca to talk more about the company itself and the products themselves. But she talked about something that I didn't really see coming. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's, it's This is not just a conversation about why you should buy a product as opposed to a different product. There's something else going on that's a lot deeper that I think that many of you are going to resonate with. So Hope you enjoy this. This is my neighbor and friend, Becca Nino of Resupply. I mean, I kind of just made up the term, but like yeah. these micro consumptive interactions of like, I'm buying this single product from my neighbor or the producer at the farmer's market. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, it's still consumption and consumerism, but it's not like me going to a corporate, a corporate, you know, store. Well, it's not. Well, maybe I misunderstand the word consumerism, but I think just because you consume something, that's not the same as consumerism. I view consumerism as like buying too many things or having too many selfish requests about buying things and buying too many things that I don't need. That's how I view consumerism. I don't think that buying something that you need is the same thing as consumerism. That's just how I view the word consumerism. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't I haven't really thought about yeah. that. Because the consuming is an is a human need. Right. But yeah. consumerism in my mind is like this I might not need that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll buy it. Well, I think that <laughs> there's a parallel kind of um with like capitalism. Like yeah. capitalism isn't inherently this like you know, destructive competitive force. It's just like a simple system. So consumerism to me is kind of just like this simple, we buy things from places. Uh Uh-huh, right. But it's just like what we've done to consumerism that's kind of like the nasty thing. So go through that again about the the local business where it came in one kind of container and you asked for different, go through that again. Yeah, so there's a farm in Elizabethton called Free Rain Farm. 
and um, they make natural deodorant, and I asked them if they could um, make it in cardboard tubes instead of plastic tubes for me to sell as my business. And they, you know, we've now tried, I think three different, we've tried two different cardboard tubes. Um, and then they've also tried this new thing, which is just like a deodorant, like no package that you would put into your plastic container. So you would keep the same plastic container and just keep putting a new. Which is similar to your business model. Yeah. Like the, well, you, you normally use glass. Or, yeah, just... But the point yeah. is, whatever the holder is, you, you reuse the holder mm -hmm. and the stuff that goes in is the part that you mm -hmm. refill. Yeah. And I know you use the word refillery. It's like a, um, a goal for your business. Is, it, is that just like, a, we'll refill your stuff for you? Yeah. Is that what a refillery is? Yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, in, in bigger places, um, bigger cities, there are actual stores where you can go and refill your stuff and yeah and depending yeah. on what kind of store it is they'll have rice and beans and coffee yeah. and oil or it could just be like coconut oil jojoba oil shampoo like people just kind of do a variety of things and then there are full grocery stores that are refill so i'm interested to see what joe's gonna do yeah is is this well talk about why like why why go through all the energy of asking them to do it cardboard instead of plastic? Why bother doing this? Yeah, so it's not, it's not just about reducing waste. It's about connecting with people. Um, and I think for me personally, one of my beliefs is that aspect of community is really missing from our consumptive behavior because I try and view my business or really anything for its cycle and I think um, in terms of consuming products it's going to be really important to move back to a local level so that we can complete this cycle of, yeah. you know, buying bread from this person, mm -hmm. then you have some compost or, um, yeah, and then that compost can then be used to grow the wheat that they are using, you know, because I know that he sources somewhat locally for... You mean um, Dalen? Yeah, Dalen. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, for his bread, ingredients. Yeah. Well, this is great because I, th I <laughs> normally have thought of the, the, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle kind of thing as because we have to save the earth. Mm -hmm. And even though that is true, and I like that, you're kind of coming at it from a perspective of like, not, not that you would disagree with that at all, but you'd be like, well, I kind of do actually. Oh, sorry. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you in a second. Okay. In a second. But you're <laughs> emphasizing it's to connect with our neighbors. Right. And that's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. And I, when you said that, I kind of thought of how many products I've purchased over the years where, I mean, sure, I'm glad that, I'm glad that 
this product didn't have to get shipped from China or something like that and all the waste that was associated with getting it here. But ultimately, the real reason I like that I bought it is because Cole made, Cole made it. Mm -hmm. It's like my, my belt, my wallet. Mm -hmm. I have like a little uh, journal. Yeah. And it's like, I like that it didn't come from some factory, but even more so than the earth yeah. travel waste part of it, it's like Cole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw him make it. Yeah. I got to make my belt with him. Yeah. But do you want to yeah. talk about why the reduce, reuse, recycle thing? Why that? Well, I mean, that phrase... Honestly, like recycling, I, I, it, re recycling is just so confusing and misconstruing that, you know, I do my best to recycle what I can, but I don't even like, sometimes I personally just end up throwing away plastic and like not going through the, the, you know, the research of it because. Is it because you don't believe it's going to be? recycled properly or that it yeah. won't do any good if it, it'll offset and not even be helpful well two yeah both so one i don't think that it's going to be recycled properly or two there's um something called wish cycling which is like putting something in your recycling bin that you're just hoping that it will be recycled but Probably won't. But it makes actually. you feel better about yourself or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I think it's really important to be honest about that of like, I don't know this is going to get, I don't even think this is going to get recycled. Like, for example, um, the paper milk cartons, mm -hmm. those, um, those often are like paper, plastic, and metal. Um, and so all in one container. And so those usually don't get recycled. And somebody that I was working with had actually reached out to Republic and Boone and asked them about it. And they were the Re Republic, the company that mm -hmm. picks up stuff. Yeah. To, yeah and they were and like, um, it's best to just put them in there, but like not actually confirming if they were recyclable sure. or not. So it's like, how can you, a representative of the recycling company can't even confirm that for us. Yeah. Um, and there's also the fact that I think <laughs> that recycling kind of, um, helps these plastic companies cover their butt, like to make plastic look more eco-friendly. So it's like their marketing and branding yeah, makes and it we're seem just, like it's recyclable or yeah, gets recycled. Yeah, and we're just playing into their Have you game. ever seen Hamilton? No. Oh, there's a line from a song that says, but no, one, no one's ever in the room when it happens. Mm. And it's like... Oh, yeah. And then you ask the company and they go, it's good to just put it in there. It's like, yeah. does anyone know? Is right. anyone in the room recycling this? Yeah. <laughs> or is it an idea that we've bought into? Yeah. So then you kind of went the route of instead of that being my focus, I'll reuse items and yeah. then I'll know. Yeah. You've yeah, got this or... glass container and you don't put it in the, you don't put it in the hope that the somebody fixes it and reuses it you mm -hmm. reuse it yeah and, <laughs> over and over <laughs> and also glass is so heavy it break in terms of recycling it's heavy to transport it breaks like there are and i'm pretty sure it's pretty expensive to recycle for example wilkes county doesn't recycle glass and somewhere else that's all i know for sure but it's just it's not super feasible when it comes down to like the practicality of it 
Right. So it makes, you know, for us to just think like, oh, I'll just put it in my recycling bin, move on, go buy another. It's like, that's not actually a functioning system because we're still yeah. spending so much of our resources to turn this product into another product when you could just take that, clean it, and bring it to go So talk product. about that. How? How do I do that? How, how, do, do, how do we do that? How do we switch over to, like, refilling more? Yeah. Um, well... I'm trying to make that more accessible, but also <sighs> I think it'll be talking to, I think it'll be a, a collaborative project for local businesses and just local people. Um, you know, how can we, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example, but anybody at the farmer's market or yeah, pretty much think about the farmer's market as one example. And oftentimes people put your stuff into a plastic bag. Like if I'm getting a handful of green beans, it's like there's a plastic bag and maybe we can kind of encourage Watauga County farmer's market to simply have like some kind of a bag, um, I don't know, some kind of campaign of like, hey, we're trying to switch over from plastic produce bags to a reusable one. Yeah. Just little, like, little things like that of just asking people. Yeah, because then it, that bag gets used for 30 minutes and it's over. And then never to be probably recycled for anything. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I mean, what do I do? I, just, I mean, I, I do things like that. I bring my own. Mm -hmm bag yeah. but you're saying maybe on a not just hey individuals bring your own bag but it's also hey uh organ the organization that organizes farmers market can we make sure yeah that it, yeah. we have other options so there's not even the plastic bag there i wish we could just just kind of go that's not an option the problem is it is an option you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I so, wish it just wasn't an option because then we would ha you make the adjustment. You just you figure it out if it's not there. But if the plastic thing's there, yeah, it's always the backup plan, and you yeah. never need to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. So reducing waste mm -hmm. is zero waste even a thing? Like is I don't believe it. <laughs> I I actually have I'm gonna be hopefully <laughs> writing a blog that I've been telling myself I'm doing. I know but the, the feeling well. Yeah. <laughs> but the first one that I'm gonna be writing about is how I don't, like I don't practice zero waste. I don't even really try to practice zero waste anymore, like mm -hmm. as an individual or as a business. So honestly, I feel uh, a little bit awkward, like having the word zero waste associated with resupply and it's not even and so then I kind of switched over to low waste but um sounds like jeans or something like genetics low waste. or oh <laughs> yeah these are low waste jeans. yeah but again coming back to like well what's the real point here is not even uh -huh. um not even to not do something I think it's more effective to focus on what you are doing instead. Yeah, instead of a negative framing of it, mm -hmm. maybe the word waste is the wrong word. Yeah, well, zero, zero and waste are both negative, and the concept is saying yeah. 
I am not doing this. So it's like very yeah. negative in general. Yeah. <clears throat> and I like that yeah. a lot. It's uh, I heard several years ago um, someone say, "What you aren't isn't interesting." Mm-hmm. And I, yes. so it's like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. okay. Zero waste, get it. Probably not possible, but I get the sentiment, beautiful sentiment goal, but w that's what you don't want to do. What do you want to do? Yeah, and So it's yours also, is things like shopping sustainably and strengthening local economy. Mm -hmm. those, and, those are positive framings. Yes, but yes, exactly, exactly. And I think what my absolute top mission is okay like yeah top mission is connecting people with nature oh yeah explain how that <laughs> that connection's made to what we've been talking about okay how did you get from what we just said yeah you know, the zero waste, reducing, reusing things, yeah. refilling things, shopping sustainably, strengthening local economy. How did you get to the phrase people in nature? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> to me, it's so obvious. So I'm going to have to just because this is the way that I live. So I'm, yeah, so this is really good practice for me to put kind of more concretely. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, like, you know, we think of, like, save the planet and these things about, like, oh, humans need to get our act together because the planet. But, like, the planet's fine. The planet, you know, eventually, a million years down the road, it's really only a question of whether humans are going to be here or not. You know, are we leading to our own demise? Because um, at that point... Pretty much, you know, the plastic's going to be gone. You know, it, it will decompose eventually, theoretically. But aren't we all, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Earth will exist with yeah. or without us. Yeah. But we're also killing other organisms, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, we're killing other organisms. But, but like, what... And some people do genuinely care about that. Yeah. Other people, you could say, you know, the polar bears, nobody cares. But when you start thinking about it in terms of, like, what are we doing to ourselves right now? Yeah. And not even, you know, not, and, you know, some, a lot more people, I think, care about other people than animals. So if you think about, yeah. we up in Boone live a very privileged life in terms of our weather. Mm. Um, you know, I think that we have haven't experienced as many effects as other places in the country mm -hmm. but we still can empathize greatly with people who are experiencing higher temperatures or yeah. um i don't know other extreme weather things yeah. yeah um but yeah and so you know people care about other people but still, there's, I don't know. I had this thought process the other day, and I've kind of lost it. But, but it's, ultimately, it's just, like, the connection 
that people have with nature when it's like truly there is just I don't know I think that's like what not necessarily what life is all about but it's like a much larger part of our lives than than I would say it's some for pun not intended it's the most natural yeah human thing yeah to, to realize we're here on yeah. this earth connected with this yeah the natural stuff of the earth nature yeah but still though what does yeah what does refilling your soap container mm-hmm. how is that the same thing in your mind mm-hmm. as being connected with nature how because, are those the same yeah. life yeah yeah so i think for me it has to do with simplifying uh. and um being resourceful and perhaps un- under simplifying is what do I really need? You know, do I need five creams for my face? Yeah. Or is like, can I use oil that was harvested from the walnuts on the ground in Appalachia and turned into oil by um, a cornucopia is a project based out of Asheville that they, they literally, you know, people will gather walnuts, take them there. They pay the people who gathered per pound Mm -hmm. and then they turn that into oil like is that a feasible moisturizer for your body um so that that i think is where that circle starts to get connected is what do we already have that we're not seeing in this local area because something that we have in this local area is going to reduce transportation costs Mm-hmm. Like costs and um, pollution. Right. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, reduce transportation costs and pollution. And having people, using this nut um, example, having people out in nature looking for these nuts gets people to start looking around and like having this beautiful experience. Um, whether they're alone or with other people. And then, you know, you're walking through the forest and all of a sudden you get to a place where there's construction of a, of a suburb happening yeah. where you thought you were in this magical forest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a side tangent, but. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, just like it brings people closer to the place where they are living and like I said, you know, previously, I think we are going to have to focus a lot more on closing loops, like closing all kinds of loops. What does that mean? What does closing that phrase loops. mean, closing loops? Um, like, there is no waste, essentially, which is funny going back to like zero waste, but... In nature, it's good to be idealistic, though. Yeah. I, I like that. Well, in nature, there is no waste. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, everything gets used. The tree dies and falls down, and then bugs start coming. And yeah, and fungus, fun- and yeah. like all these like really... It's not over. It's still used, and then it just becomes part of the earth again, yeah. and then it's the soil yes. that then grows the next thing. Yes. So that's what you mean by loop. Yes. But you mean within an economy. Right. There should well, be the same kind of loop. Yeah, and the same kind of belief that everything is valuable. 
That's good. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably every like the person, most important. every glass container, the every ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, even even human waste, like even human waste is valuable and can be made into compost. Like there is yeah. no end to what you could say cannot be wasted. Do you believe that about plastic? Or are you, is it like natural things is really what you're talking about? Well, if plastic kind of like capitalism and consumerism that in themselves they're they're fine and some would argue that all the bad that plastic there's also amazing life-saving things that have come with yeah, them. yeah absolutely and sometimes i think it's even important to opt for the plastic version over another version because you can use that plastic a lot of times for a lot yeah. yeah 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 it's just a matter of being specific about when you're going to use that plastic thing and then <clears throat> in an ideal world, how does that plastic then get reused or how does any material get used once it does break? Um, so like in an ideal world, if a plastic container that you've been using for five years broke, there would be the next the step recycling system because you believe that it would everything has value. Mm -hmm. Even a broken piece of plastic has value. I mean, in my 100% ideal world, yeah, yeah. I don't think that plastic, as of now, I don't think that we have a solution to really continuously give plastic value because it does degrade with each uh -huh. rotation through recycling. Right. But in but our that's modern a good world, goal, though, to think about. Yeah. yeah. Use less of it. Be intentional with it. When it breaks, keep as humans keep trying to figure out how it yeah. still has value in the world instead yes. of like, it doesn't, goodbye. Right. It broke on me. Right. You know? And I think like way more often than not, when something breaks, it is still usable within the household. Yeah. Like we have- If you just think for a little while, yeah. you can figure out some at least. Mm -hmm. We had um, a line for the dog with those little metal clips, you know, that you would attach to the collar. Yeah, yeah. And the line, that thing, the little clip had broken off of the line, and so we saved it for whatever reason and ended up using that as our chicken gate closure. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, I'm not advocating for everybody to save all their broken You don't want to be a hoarder. Stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you buy less stuff in Then general, you won't be a hoarder. I was just to, thinking that. Yeah. Start out with less junk. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be as innovative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just be innovative with the little bit you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot easier too when there is a little bit. That's what yeah. I'm learning with like my cooking right now is I don't have a whole lot of things at any one time. Yeah. But it's allowed me to get you mean so like much food? more creative. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like I'll have like one type of grain and like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get instead more creative. of thinking that you have to have every ingredient all the time just in case you feel like making any meal that exists. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't have to. Yeah. Well, thankfully for us, we can just go somewhere and get an ingredient if it mm -hmm. comes to our mind, too. Mm-hmm. So what would you like to see, you know, just use me as an example. Like, what, what could I do in Boone to mm -hmm. help get closer to this, what you would love to see? <clears throat> 
question. I think I think more conversations and friendly challenges mm. need to happen around intention. Like, do you really need that thing? Or like whenever I go shopping with somebody and they're like, do you think I should get that thing? Like, I just automatically, and I should probably hesitate a little bit more, but I'm like, no, you don't. Like you're already, you're already wearing a shirt for one Most thing. of the time <laughs> you don't need the thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, and then something really, from that point, something beautiful happens, which is what we're doing right now of just figuring things out together. Yeah. And it's like, well, why do you think you need that shirt? Because you need, you know, you want some new energy in your life or you yeah. want to try on being a different person or, you know, what is that person going through that makes them want to act in such a way? But in, and I think our closer friendships and um, relationships, I think that those conversations can be really meaningful. Yeah. To me, I try, my way I try to reconcile that feeling of like, I kind of do like the, I want another pair of jeans. I don't need another pair of jeans, but the way my current pair of jeans I don't like the way they fit anymore. They don't look like I want them to look. Do mm -hmm. I need another pair? No. Do I want mm -hmm. one? Yeah. I yeah. try to reconcile that with going to Anna Bananas. Yeah. But I still mm -hmm. don't need it. And mm -hmm. you could argue I'm still part of the problem because I'm still like, well, they wouldn't make as many jeans if I, I get it. Yeah. But at least it's local person got some money, yeah. local business owner, employed people. Yeah. Instead of just like, I'll just go to the mall. I call it the mall in quotes. <laughs> right. <laughs> But also, I mean, it's also not to say, well, what do you absolutely need? Like, you don't need that painting on your wall. But no. those things are still really important. Art is essential to the human experience. Yeah, and you to have a yeah. pair of jeans that makes you feel good and makes you feel more valuable when you're wearing them just because, like, they, look me, they make me look more athletic or, like, some, something that you're trying to pull forth in yourself. I think that's still really important. But but where's the line? Because is, someone could have 30 pairs of jeans based on yeah. what you just said. Yeah. Well, then it's like, <laughs> it's just practicality. I mean, and that, yeah. you know, that's going to differ for every person. But I think right. that's why these conversations are so important is because yeah. it does take figuring out what each person's thing is. Like, yeah. Maybe I own 10 pairs of jeans and you own one, but I own one shirt and you own 10. And But when I... Going back to what you said about nature, mm -hmm. the closer I am, the more connected I am with nature, and specifically I mean something like camping mm -hmm. or hiking or really probably camping. Yeah. I realize I don't need very much. Mm -hmm. It's the less I get connected with soil and trees, the more I start to think I need more things. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if in some city life, where there are less trees. Mm -hmm. I'm just making this up as I'm saying it, but <laughs> is you're increasing the chances that you think you need more items. Because you're being less fulfilled by... The trees. <laughs> yeah, which sounds like talking about nature is so funny to me because like it 
is so boring like to talk about and to tell somebody like this is the most exciting thing uh, they, or, you, it's one of those you have to experience it you really it's true. truly do yeah. because it because nature does cross that boundary of right the rational and the yeah. you know explainable every time we go camping as a family our kids like they're like what what are we gonna do mm-hmm. you know yeah. Not going to be anybody to play with. Yeah. And then within a day, they're like, can we just live here in this tent? <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, they say that. Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't need anything else. It just, and they'll, uh, Violet did a, she made what she called a, I think she called it a water temple for some reason. But it was this tree that had been like dead tree, hollowed out stump. And then she just started collecting little pretty rocks and leaves and setting up things made a little pond poured water into it hence maybe that's why it was water temple but not one toy net needed yeah not one piece of technology needed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only exception to that would be it got dark and she used her headlamp to continue to play with it right. so there's technology yeah light mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know but um I, there's nothing I really could have said to convince her before we went on the trip. She, I, before that, I couldn't have explained, mm-hmm. oh, but you can play in the dirt with an old dead tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wouldn't have been like, yay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. But it does something to us as humans, right? Like it connects us. But I, you could argue in the city, there's more connection with humans and humans, though. I don't know. There's more of them. Definitely more of them. However, I think that we're just overstimulated as like as precious little human beings. Like, mm. you know, how only in the past 100 years maybe yeah. did we get all of this technology and close neighbors and like all of these things. Like the noise from our street down there, don't get me started on how... Not, yeah. not our neighborhood street, but 421. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's like this yeah. is a little this is a little mountain hill that used to be kind of disconnected from a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. th- this road, uh, the woman that grew up in this house in the 60s stopped by a few months ago and said, I grew up in the house. And she showed me, she sent me pictures, and th- these were dirt roads. Really? These, yeah, dirt roads. That's so... And they sprayed, They had to spray oil to keep the dust from going up. No <laughs> yeah. way. It certainly wasn't like... It didn't have this feeling of, oh, we're right in town. Right. No, and this like, was the outskirts. And yeah. probably people listening to this will hear a little... In the background. Yeah. Right on cue. It's a pretty new thing. Yeah. So, back to, you know, urban areas. Mm-hmm. I think that there's too much stimulation for people to this is just my I know my, what you mean artificial lights artificial sounds mechanical sounds advertisements like even just the number of people that you pass like you kind of have to disconnect from people that's too you know especially if you're an empathetic person mm. to where almost you every person the- you meet yeah like to see that many people and especially to see 
if you see a hundred people, at least one of those is probably going to be in some kind of very obvious pain. Mm. And that's, I think, and you're having to tune out that so frequently that, I don't know. That yeah, just hurts then you can become numb to human suffering altogether. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I don't want to deal. There's too much of it. Yeah. Wow, I've never thought about that. I have thought about when I go to cities and I, it's like every store, restaurant, coffee shop, anything has loud music playing all the time. And it's like, God, just be quiet for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. you just let it be? Yeah. And they're like, no, we have to make you think this is amazing and exciting and yeah. this is the best spot ever. And it's like, you go, you stop and you, it doesn't have to necessarily be the word camping or backpacking, but something where you're out in nature, the silence. That's my favorite thing about nature. And it's not always actual silence. It's natural noises, mm-hmm. like birds. That's, mm-hmm. it, you can hear a bird and argue that's not silence, because it isn't silence. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long conversation, because then it's like, well, aren't human noises natural? We're, we're animals, too. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's the artificial it's, noises that we add to it that can be part of the... It's also the constantness, Constant. though, of like, you know, a bird, sometimes in the woods, especially at night, you do wake up and it is just dead silent. That's true. And then maybe a whippoorwill will, like sing for a second and then it goes away but it's not constant traffic there's a steady Mm -hmm. noise that only like some noises come above but then it goes back to noise it's total (laughs) silence and then you might hear um a cricket or you might hear an owl Mm -hmm. and it's distinct and you go i just heard a cricket as opposed Mm -hmm. to just i just heard constant noise Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and something that i kind of experienced or realized when I was in the Grayson Highlands kind of recently. We were there recently. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Is how when it is much more quiet, like I feel like my consciousness expands to fill that space. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, and it's really cool because it gets me so much more in touch with my biological being Uh. of like, I am a woman, my, a biological woman. So my role is to be on alert for any kind of like predator that would harm my child, my theoretical child, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's just that, that. So you're getting in touch with your own feminine energy more. Yeah. Because I I have to be aware of my surroundings um, even when I'm just, you know, existing, walking through the woods, I need to know if there are any sounds that would be an animal or other human. Um, you feel more animal-like? Hmm. I mean, we are animals, but yeah. you feel more... Are we more animals <laughs> when we're in nature? <laughs> if we de-animalized ourselves <laughs> in urban culture? yeah. I think so. I, whenever I do, you know, I'm walking and it's really quiet and I do hear a small noise and I just like stop and like look to go see what it is. I do feel like, you know, I can imagine a deer doing the same thing of just pausing, paying attention and then moving on. Yeah. You're more present. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's easier for me to get back into my body when I don't have all these external stimuli pulling me out of my body. That's so good. That makes me think a lot of, a lot of faith practices, um, the, the monks or priests or whatever, you know, whatever faith it is, sometimes they go off into, you know, it's kind of what monasteries are. They go to places outside of civilization. There's a book called The Solace of Fierce Landscapes. Mm. And it's, there's this tradition called the apophatic tradition, but it, it's a long story. But it's um, essentially, instead of trying to find, quote, God, just realize that's probably not going to happen because God just is, but can't necessarily be described or proven. So going to a fierce landscape, so they go into the deserts and the mountains and the extreme where there's nothing to cling to that you would be able to say, like, I had this experience that fulfilled me. Mm -hmm. So it's like fasting in the desert. There's nothing you could say, I had this amazing, and they, so they say, that's where I get tapped into it more because I realize there isn't, um, I don't get the luxury that sometimes we associate with God. Sometimes people's spiritual experiences are, and then I came upon, upon this waterfall, Yeah. and I felt God. The apophatic <laughs> tradition goes, go where there is no waterfall, so that you mm -hmm. can't think the waterfall is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's yeah. just like, there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing for you. <laughs> and then you, then you tap into, you start to expand your mind more because there's nothing to latch onto. Right. Like you're, right. I wonder how you would experience that. I wonder, you know, if well, you're used to can't, going around here where things are green and yeah. go somewhere where everything's brown. Yeah. Well, I, I still, I think that makes me think of a few things because mm -hmm. um, two books it makes it makes me think of these two quotes from these two books okay it makes me think of when I hiked the Appalachian Trail and also um, it makes me think of our modern day photography Photography being iPhones or whatever oh, okay. habits, and and these two books. One of them, um, one of them is an Appalachian Trail book from the '70s or '90s. I kind of forget, but but it's like at first, you know, we are looking at the beautiful um, views and how you know all these mountains, and then the more that we were out there we the closer we got to the pebbles you know and on our hands and knees looking yeah, at yeah. the ground yeah yeah and then um this other book that i just started reading called the flamingo smile and the um preface um the author like talks about how he's going to die of cancer mm. and he says like please lord not yet like give me a few more moments to look at these pebbles 
And it's just like, mm. no matter where you are, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not about the views, which, <laughs> sorry, I'm like in the middle of four it's different thoughts. <laughs> but I should say this because it's really important is when you ask, what can you do? And I said, conversations for one, uh -huh. um, for two is get in nature as much as possible and get other people in nature. Because I think the only way that we're going to really get people to care about the planet and saving the planet is for people to con to connect with it. You can't really, mm. you can't really care about it unless you experience that fulfillment that's really wise. It's like asking someone, it's like telling people they need to be in love with someone they've never met. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like exactly. go to, if you actually go to actual earth, <laughs> not urbanized version of it, you'll mm -hmm. fall in love with it. And then of course you'll want to start wasting less stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you, and you don't even think about this stuff because you are so in love with this caterpillar and like the small things I was in Canada probably I don't know 10 years ago there's a, a friend of mine that's from Canada and he asked me to go to a provincial park up there to go canoeing and portaging or portaging depending on how you want to pronounce it where you carry the canoe across land wow. and then go on water and then you get to land again and then you carry it I think portage is the French way of saying it portage is whatever. <laughs> I don't know, the non-French way. And, um, and we went, I mean, it was like deep, deep hours, hours, hours north. And they called it Northern Ontario, but there, there aren't any human beings in Northern Ontario. Like if you look at Canada, no one's really up that far. So it, it was really look central, uh, Southern or central on a map, but Hours and hours and hours, and like he said, you can't get, we can't get hurt, guys. Like if we turn an ankle, no one's coming for us. You know, like that's, you know, where we're at. And I bring that up only because we were, you know, I think making coffee one morning or something, and he refilled his little, he had like a little, um, what do you call it, burner or whatever, like the, he's cooking mm -hmm. and the little oil container he like grabbed in his backpack and like refilled a little bit and I was like what are you doing and he's like just refilling oil and I was like oh and he goes have you never done that and I was like no I had only bought I buy like a oh, gas container uh -huh. and then I just like get a new one mm -hmm. and he goes what a horrible way of like why wouldn't why would you just throw it away and buy a new one I said like, because I didn't have any other way of doing it. I mean, I know I know now that there yeah. are other ways of doing it, yeah. but I didn't know 10 years ago. Yeah. And um, in his Canadian mind, it doesn't make any sense for there to be any other way than refilling that yeah. that yeah. oil or gas or whatever, and um, propane. And he just is used to, when they go camping and they go backpacking, canoeing, it's not so much that there's a rule of not, like, there is a rule of you're not allowed to leave anything behind, like you don't leave any waste. Mm -hmm. But in, in his mind, it's not a rule, it's an obvious way of living. 
Like, why would you ever want to leave trash mm -hmm. on this island? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't need to post a sign. Yeah. You don't leave trash on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just what life is. Yeah. And it was so inspiring, you know, because, like, we literally didn't, nothing that we brought there stayed there. Uh, you weren't even supposed to burn any wood everything that was there mm -hmm. you're supposed to leave be you don't even build a fire where you're at mm -hmm. um, you just let that earth be whatever it would be you know mm -hmm. i don't know why i brought that up but um being in just going in there going in nature and, and being there made me realize like something really simple can't believe i grew up not even questioning the fact that these propane containers just got thrown away and I bought another one. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. But part of that, and maybe we could talk about the corporate part for a minute, but part of that was because, I mean, living in Boone now, I know so much more, but, but at the time and growing up and in my early age of early adulthood of camping and stuff, the corporations didn't give me options. Mm -hmm. So how can we talk about that a little bit of like their waste and that, maybe we don't need to name names or whatever, but like, mm -hmm. why is it that I went to the store and wasn't even really given an option of a refillable tank? Mm -hmm. And what can we try to do to fix that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. Why were you not given the option is because somebody else made a lot of profit? Yeah. Is really the only way to say that? Yeah. Um, which then again leads me to like further emphasize how important it is to support local yeah. regardless of waste because at least with local people you can have a conversation with them and get you know and get a pretty good idea of their morals and like what their motive is behind their business yeah whereas any any you know any ad or corporation that you see in the store or advertised to you on the computer, they can, they spend so much money on marketing to make it look like they care. But when yeah. you get down to the ingredients, it's like that is literally a microplastic that you are putting in your product while you are advertising as being a green company. What's that called? Greenwashing. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they go like, we, we use, we try to use as many natural ingredients as possible. Some like really generic. Yeah. And then all you have to do is put like lavender in one <laughs> and the rest is some chemical. Yeah, that's like, derived from petroleum. Yeah, and you're much. like, so you use the word lavender, we think it's all natural, yeah. total lie, really. Yeah, and yeah. because we are so busy and our energy is being pulled in so many different directions, we think, oh, okay, I'm, I'm being a good person by buying this green it thing. It says lavender. Yeah, and it's not to fault the consumer whatsoever. It's just to say to the consumer, like, please, please just try and source a little more locally. So you're saying possible. instead of, well, maybe not instead of, I, I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, mm -hmm. but not so much about can we try to change all the corporations, although maybe you can talk about that too if you want, but you're saying buy, buy local stuff more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't, I sorry That's okay. <laughs> I don't really believe I really 
I just can't really imagine me really trusting a corporation. Like Patagonia is really the only big business that I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm like, okay, I feel like you guys are trying. Yeah. But. How big, where's the tipping point? Yeah, and, um, and I don't even know that for sure. How big can a company be before they cannot be trusted anymore by you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if like I if you're if, if I your can't business... talk to the business owner, then I probably don't trust oh, it. Oh, that's a good filter. Yeah, like I worked, I worked. I'm not gonna name a name, but yeah, yeah. like I worked somewhere in Boone where I, it was a, a very big business, and okay. I didn't necessarily agree with everything that the business owner was doing uh-huh. nor how they were running their business nor how they treated their em- employees okay didn't yeah. really agree with any of that but I would much rather work in a place where I at least can see the owner and I could go up to them and say anything I wanted like regarding like hey I really don't like how you treat your employees I'm quitting right now bye mm. versus me working somewhere where I tell the manager of that the store that and like doesn't get you know nobody cares yeah it I mean go it, anywhere. not to yeah. say that the the aforementioned owner cares, but at least your voice was I, actually heard. Yeah, at, to at least myself, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just that point of my energy was being put into a place where it had the potential to be received. You know, and yeah. me saying that to a local owner. Yeah, the actual owner would have to literally reject you, mm-hmm. which is which yeah, is part exactly. of the human experience that happens, but at least mm-hmm. they would have to consciously in your face reject you instead of mm-hmm. it's disconnected by so many levels that they never even, you yeah. never even are heard. So it sounds like you really value, I don't know how to say this, I'll just, uh, the unfiltered way of saying it is actual human, specific human beings. And what I mean by that is you talk a lot about not just humans in general, but specific humans, mm-hmm. and which is a very local way of talking. It's like, do you want to support businesses? Sure, but you want to support people. Steve and Cindy, and you know, I'm <laughs> making those names up. Yeah. But instead of just people, it's like I want to know them. Mm-hmm. I want to know why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. So. How about, let's talk about your business. Okay. So Resupply. Mm-hmm. Website is resupplyboon.com. Yep. How can people support your business? And, well, that's part one. Part two <laughs> is, how are you going, you know, the goal, I would hope part of your goal is to grow. And the word business implies, hopefully it would be able to support you. Mm-hmm. How are you going to make sure you don't become the the bad guy you know mm-hmm. how are you going to make how are you going to be how are you going to continue to care if you grow but anyway so yeah. how can we support your business i think the best way to support my business is if something isn't quite working please tell me <laughs> like if a yeah. product isn't working if a system isn't working if i say something that um ignorant or Uh offensive like please have that conversation it's hard to do because it requires going out of your way and people would much rather just say like 
oh, I didn't like going into that locally owned business because the man like didn't take the time to ask me you know, if I needed help. Yeah. And so I'm going to go to this other store now. But it's like, did you do your part of saying, hey, I would like, you know, I think your customer service could improve. Um, so talk to you. Talk to me about what I can do to, what my business can do to but you don't have But you don't have a store yet. No. So they can buy your stuff online. They can go to, you have your stuff at Farmers Winter, Winter Farmers Market? At, um, at the Tuesday Market. The Tuesday Market and, mm -hmm. and the Lavender House. Mm -hmm. The Lavender House in Valley Cruces. Yep. So they can't go into your store. Correct. Because you don't have one. Right. But they so can go to your website and mm -hmm. go to the Tuesday Market, Lavender House, and then you want to hear from them about the products and how they experience the product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's... My business isn't sustainable if it doesn't actually work, you know. <laughs> what is your business? What is my business? What is Resupply Boone? Literally Boone, or <laughs> it's, <laughs> Resupply is um, sustainable personal and household care products. Say that again. Sustainable uh -huh. personal and household care products. Great. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've got, I buy your soaps. What else? What do you do? What else is there? Um, body soap, dish soap, laundry soap. Oh, I haven't done balm. laundry soap. It's kind of new. I've kind of, I've been working on like making more things. Yeah. So at first I thought that resupply was going to just be a store that sourced locally. Yeah. Um, and, and so we were just going to, or my plan was just to be the retail space, but given that, um, the business started or not even the business, but like my idea of pursuing zero waste started with making soap. Yeah. Um, then, you know, once I had already started resupply, I realized, well, like I, I can make soap. Like I have, I've been doing that. So I might as well be the one supplying that. Yeah as opposed to buying it from somewhere else that's having to ship it to me. Um, so yeah, soap. And then I do, I do source some things as much as possible locally, like wool dryer balls. Uh -huh. But then I also have some um, products that are not sourced locally, but they are... Made well. Ideally. But see, that's the thing is I don't even know where... You're taking their word for it is what you're saying. Right. Well, because like I, for example, there are these stainless steel containers with natural floss in it. And then you can buy replacements of floss to keep putting in the same container. And so hmm. that product itself, I am buying from another, I guess a wholesaler. They might also be a retailer that I think is based in California, mm -hmm. but they're not the ones manufacturing that. That's being manufactured where? I don't know. By Got whom? It. How are they treated? You know, the people who are yeah. making those things. So if I buy that from you, I'm kind of hoping that you've done your research. Either way, though, in this, as a, as a consumer, I would say either way, I would be like, I'm still using less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. still probably a good thing. Yeah. I'm not yeah. just like getting this plastic <laughs> thing and throwing it away. I'm reusing that right. container. So even if I don't know how the 
company in California treats their employees, mm -hmm. I'm still reusing something. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would probably. Yeah. I hope that they're getting treated well, but mm -hmm. my goodness, I can't, I can't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can't know how every sure. employee of every company is being treated. It's just yeah, not yeah. possible. Yeah. Well, so that makes a lot of sense when it comes to floss, but when it comes to something like food, then it's a lot more important because, and a Farmers lot easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier to go to a farm in Boone and see like, oh, these people are living in wonderful community versus going to the grocery store and like yeah. really having no idea how those. Yeah, you can treated. see like here are the people that work at the farm and they're all like smiling, happy, and yeah. they have their own homes too. They're not like in poverty mm -hmm. and. Yeah, and, and that's it, why, and that's why this thing I bought costs mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's part of this. I think that's part of this conversation. It needs to be. It's like the when yeah, I said like the true. belt, the coal and the wallet. And I made a decision years ago where I was like I could go to fill in the blank store and I could get a journal for pennies, or I could commission Cole and I'd pick out the leather color and he would tell me where he got this leather and then he designed it with me and he made this. And if anyone's wondering, I've interviewed Cole in the past, but it's cotton, cottonwood handmade. Mm -hmm. And um, that journal's gonna outlive me. Mm -hmm. The journal that I would have bought at the store for five bucks, it won't, it won't do that. It'll crack and it just doesn't, doesn't really last. And, uh, but I paid more. I paid more than $5 to commission him to do the journal. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of this conversation involves a bit of privilege mm -hmm. and realizing like some people, they cannot afford to buy the local thing mm -hmm. because the local thing is more mm -hmm. money and they don't have that. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard part of this conversation for me because like people are like, well, that's all well and good, but I need to go to Walmart and buy it for as cheap as yeah. possible because yeah. I don't have another choice. Yeah, and that no judgment whatsoever. But how can we fix that though? Like, is mm -hmm. there a way to to bridge that gap at all? Like, I have um, <laughs> my imagination, yeah. but I haven't studied too much into it. I and I guess imagination and beliefs. Um, like when, when we support locally for the people who can mm -hmm. um, monetarily, mm -hmm. the ideally those local businesses are also pretty community oriented to the point uh -huh. where they are also giving back to the community. Yeah. Um, so part of your dollar doesn't just go to the business, it flows into the community support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when mm -hmm. you, I don't have a program like this now, but I've come up with like different models and variations of like, can should I put a product on my website where, um, where you can purchase a gallon of soap for me to give to the Health and Hunger Coalition? Mm -hmm. Or that's cool. Yeah, something you know, something that helps people who can help other people. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention 
the more that we support local businesses and grow what local business we, businesses we have and start new local businesses, the more people that can be employed by those local businesses, For sure. yeah. which I think ideally leads to a better quality of life. Overall in the community, yeah. 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 That's good. Well, to try to wrap it up, I always try to ask people. So the premise of the show is the podcast is simplifying concepts without <laughs> sacrificing depth. <laughs> tell the listener, tell the listener like one thing they can do right now after listening to this conversation. I'll st I want to say one before you say yours. Mm -hmm. So we're neighbors. Mm -hmm. We're sitting on my back porch right now talking, and. Some people who listen to this podcast don't live in Boone, but most either live in Boone or have a connection with Boone somehow. So I would, I would start with, based on what you've said about action points, I'd say contact either me or Becca, and we can all three of us sit on the back porch and talk. Yeah. That could be like a good step for somebody who wants to get more engaged with this kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. that's what I would say. Is what's an action point is... Let's come hang out and talk on the back porch. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What, what's a, one, someone's listening and they're like, oh my gosh, zero waste and supporting local and community and nature. And they're like, yes. What should they do as the next step? Well, actually, I got one more. They should buy your soap and stuff. But, but, <laughs> but you, <laughs> now you go. <laughs> um, if they're... If you're already into nature, bring somebody who isn't, who isn't super connected. And yeah. if you're not into nature, go sit on the ground in the woods and just look around you. Not yeah. necessarily out of you, just like the leaf or just oh, be yeah. fascinated. That is so Flower. good. Mm -hmm. So much to learn from flowers and trees and dirt and bugs and <laughs> so much yeah they're telling us yeah and like I said it's one of those things that sounds so boring when you say it but when you're out in the woods like in in the rain or at night something mm. something that makes you think and feel a little bit differently yeah. I totally agree so you're saying go outside go outside yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go outside but, and but pay specifically, attention. But specifically, not out of you. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Look closer instead yeah. of further away. Mm-hmm. I like that. You ever smelled a ponderosa pine tree out west? So. No. Pine trees have a certain smell, but ponderosa pines out west, they smell like, I think they smell like cream soda. <laughs> There's something about smells, is my yeah. point. If you yeah, go yeah. closer to something and actually like hold yes. it, and it, you're more mm -hmm. connected to it somehow. Mm -hmm. And you like, how did I never notice this? Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to end. I like that. Go outside, smell stuff, nod at a view. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> I learned so much. Oh. This has been super helpful for me. Like I said, like wrapping up kind of a mm -hmm. month of pretty big rest. 
And I'm mm -hmm. now at that point of like, all right, Becca, we need to get things going again. And I've kind of been like receptive to the gears getting going, <laughs> but not actively like getting the gears going. So I think that this, this conversation has been really helpful for me, like reigniting some of my beliefs and motivations. Mm. Makes me think of breathing in. Mm. Like, um, yeah, you're breathing in, not breathing out. You know, so that's what it'll be next. Right now, you're breathing in. Mm. Right, you need to take it in, and then now, and then your body's gonna do the thing, and then, then you'll give. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's not okay. That's good. That's how it should be. We should always have seasons where sometimes we're breathing in, sometimes breathing out. So I'm excited to see what's next for you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, I'll probably press stop now. There you go. I hope that that was helpful. I know that it was for me. Once again, you can go to resupplyboon.com and grab some of those great products that she has. And hopefully we're going to see resupply grow and grow here in the high country. And of course, you can always go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things. Thanks for listening. <laughs>